the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on gotodobbs.com now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. With Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. We are very happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to be joined by Ryan Clark, the Seattle Kraken reporter for The Athletic. He joins us now here on BK and Ferrario. Ryan, appreciate the time as always, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us this morning. I wanted to start out by asking you, you know, that there were some expectations that might have been a little unfair for the Kraken this year based on what the Vegas Golden Knights did in their first season in the NHL. How do you think the Seattle Kraken have lived up to those expectations in your mind? It all depends on honestly who you ask. Because there are people who said that this was never going to be Vegas 2.0, and you've heard that from the front office, players, you name it. But at the same time, people thought that they would be better than what they currently are. So, like, let's take last night's game. They get a 3-2 win over the San Jose Sharks, and it's the first time since late November they've won two straight games. If they were to win tonight, it's the first time this season, so in other words, franchise history, they've won three in a row. And so it's to say that, like, when you look at the way this team was built, there was a thought that if it's not a playoff team, it would be a team that would at least be around 480, maybe somewhat within striking distance of a wild card, not where they are now or right now. They are in this conversation of are they going to be in the lottery for a consecutive season. Well, and I think that makes this really interesting too, Ryan, and we appreciate your time today. Uh, you know, coming into this season, Philip Grubauer has underperformed for Seattle, the goaltending. But defensively, I mean, they've been without some impact players, but they have some big names on the blue line. Mark Giordano, Jamie Alexiak. If this team truly is fighting for lotteries, do you feel like it's going to kind of be a fire sale come trade deadline for Seattle? It's it's more than just fighting for lottery at this point. It's sort of how do you look at the roster you have now and you try to retool it ahead of next season. So when you look at draft capital, that is one of the things that has come up in the comparisons of Vegas to, to Seattle, which is Vegas was able to get a ton of it. Seattle wasn't. Why is that the case? And if you look at what the trade deadline could present, it could totally give the Kraken the chance to get some of those assets. Because, I mean, right now they have eight draft picks. Um the extra pick being a fourth rounder they have from the Calgary Flames. So if you're them, you're trying to do this to, to build your system because, I mean, as you all know, and, I mean, just, again, what do teams like the Blues, the Lightning, the Avalanche all have in common, well, other than they're good, is a lot of them have homegrown pieces that are built from within. And that's one of the ways teams are going to be able to win because, again, when you look at the way the salary cap is, being able to find homegrown talent, especially – 
homegrown talent that can perform in the first years of that ELC is going to be crucial. And, and that's one of the biggest things that you can do as an organization is to develop that on your own. So if you're the crack and you're trying to do those things like get your own Jordan Tyroo, Colton Pareko, because again, they're guys in your system that all of a sudden turn into crucial pieces and players that you can't see yourself really going without. So that brings us to the question that we've been asking ourselves, Ryan, is, okay, then what's the asking price for Mark Giordano? He's 38 years old. He's on the last year of his deal in Seattle right now. He's got a very high cap hit, $6.75 million. So if the Blues, for example, were to trade for him, they would need Seattle to take on some of that salary. But in your mind, A, do you think he's a guy that could be available at the deadline? And B, if so, what do you think they're going to be looking for in return? It appears that way, but it's also one of those he's not the only one you could say that about because when you look at the way this team is built, as we were alluding to earlier, then we'll get to the point about Giordano. This is a team that has quite a bit of RFAs and UFAs, so they can really alter this roster between now and the start of next season uh, if they choose to do that. As far as Giordano, in terms of the asking price, that's going to be the difficult part because it all depends on each team's situation. So, like, let's take a look at the St. Louis Blues. Right now, Cap Friendly projects the Blues at $63,720 in available cap space. You're not going to buy a little Debbie for that, which the fact that we can make a joke about you can't buy a 25-cent little Debbie for sixty-four grand. this is the world we live in. But in all seriousness, it's like you just said. They're going to need to crack and to take on some of that space. And as we saw last year, that's what some of these teams who were out of contention were able to do is – they were able to say, fine, we'll trade you this player and take on salary, but you're going to pay a premium. And those were some high premiums. And as far as what that would be for the Blues, I mean, is it worth a first? Is it worth a third? They don't have their second this year, but they have their second in 2023 and 2024. And if you're the Kraken, do you want to get assets for the 2022 draft or 2023? But then maybe there are prospects you, you look at as well. And, and that's just it, is if you are any team, whether you're the Blues or whomever, trying to look at Mark Giordano – Yes, you realize the Krakener situation were financially. They've, they've got the funds to take that on. At last check, the Kraken's cap, projected cap space right now, $6.77 million. So, again, they're fine. But it's just to do that sort of deal, you're going to have to pay a premium, which you would think at this point would be some sort of high draft pick, let's say between rounds one and three and maybe a prospect. How has Giordano played, in your opinion, Ryan? Uh, because, I mean, w- w- I know him, and a lot of people hear that name, and they think of the guy, the longtime Calgary Flame captain, but also the player who was the Norse Trophy winner, what was it, three, four years ago with Calgary. I know it's different. He's older. He's on a different team. But has he looked like that shutdown defenseman that he's been in his entire career? I mean, he's had moments when he's definitely looked like that, but he's also had moments, too, when you'll see them in situations where whether it be the the quickness of a skater or the structure, like accidents do happen, and that's going to happen with everyone. But the thing is this, he's playing a bit of a different role because you think about those years in Calgary, it was about as two ways it could get. He could operate a power play. He would log minutes on the PK and do all those things. Whereas if here, I mean, he's still getting the ice time. Let's not get that mistaken. He's still a top four defenseman here, and he still quarterbacks the first-team power play unit. But at the same time, the way the Kraken are built, they don't necessarily need him to play on the PK. Is that something he could do for another team in spurts? Potentially, because he has done it here, but in the sense of who are your four defensemen you're going to throw out there? Like, they've gone in other directions with guys like Jamie Alexia, Carson Soucy, and the like. So in terms of what you could get with Giordano, I mean, that's just it. As you're talking about someone who has 14 points in, in 33 games, I mean, he can facilitate. He can give you uh, an extra quarterback on a power play. 
he would play top four or top six minutes. But again, just to see what teams will be able to do with him and how they'll use him, it's probably going to be different than the situation here. Because like here, he's on a blue line where like they, how do you put this? Like it's a blue line that has had to be able to give contributions because six guys have scored 63% of the goals. Whereas if he goes to a place like St. Louis, it's going to be a different dynamic because they can get scoring literally from everywhere, down the middle, off the wing, defense, you name it. So, again, it's just a different dynamic, again, if he goes from somewhere like Seattle to St. Louis. Ryan Clark is our guest here on 101 ESPN. He's a Seattle Kraken reporter and an NHL reporter for The Athletic. Give him a follow on Twitter at Ryan underscore S underscore Clark. Ryan, my buddy Alex Ferrario is maybe the biggest Jamie Alexiak fan in Truth. all of North America. Like, yeah, I, that may sound like a joke, and I'm I'm pretty sure it's true. Um, I know he's under contract for many years after 2022. However, do you view him as being somebody that could be available either at the deadline this year or in the offseason, or is he somebody that the Kraken really do plan to build around on the blue line? It looks more like the latter, because when you think about all the different things he done, does, the president he has in the locker room, but also you think about the contract they signed him to, Jamie Alexiak looks like he's going to be part of this team's long-term core going forward. And that's just it. It's like, I mean, when you look at the way this team is built, players like Jordan Everly, Yanni Gord, uh, appear to be in that situation. Some guy named Jaden Schwartz that no one in St. Louis has huh. probably ever heard of is in the same situation along with some other guy named Vince Dunn, which I'm sure no one there has ever heard of as well. But, like, when you look at the players who are signed long-term and for these bigger cap hits, like, those are the ones that you look at and say, okay, there's a clear plan. And when you look at Jamie Alexiak and all the different things he does for them, yeah, he plays a, a, a massive, massive role in that, like, he can eat minutes in general. He can eat minutes on the PK. He does whatever you ask him to do. He has 11 points through 37 games. I mean, his career high is 14 points, and so he's not far from setting that at all. So that's just it. It's like he's not only that, but he's someone who gives you a veteran presence as well because that's the thing is you want to talk about, like, what's sort of been one of the weird parts of this team. It's like it's a veteran team in that, like, you look around, the average forward age is 27.8. Same thing with defense, goalie 27.5. But at the same time, you still have enough of these young players like, let's say, a Will Borgen, a Jeremy Lausanne, a, a Hayden Fleury, a Morgan Geeky, um, that, again, while they've been playing, it's not the same level of experience as a guy like Alexiak or, or, or Gord or Grubauer. So having those players in the dressing room is, is key to them. Again, it's not to say that they may not get some offer that they have to look at, but for now it looks like they want to keep Jamie Alexiak here. Well, that disappointed this disappointed me, Ryan, but maybe some point down the road. I'm going to leave that door open here for as much as of a fan I am as Jamie Lysiak. I did want to ask you because not just you don't cover the Seattle Kraken, but you cover the National Hockey League of the Athletic. Ryan, what have you made of this St. Louis Blues team and what they have done this season? Uh, how much time do you have? <laughs> as much as you want, my man. You got about 90 seconds, Ryan. Whoa! <laughs> so so we, will, we will keep it super short. Like The running joke with a team like the Blues is, they're like that team in NHL where you're playing dynasty mode and you just uncover gem after gem after gem. But also it's about how you manage the cap because it's like 
you think about the things that they were able to do, like, yes, you're able to get guys like Ryan O'Reilly. You're able to build around guys like Braden Shen, but then you look at what they do in the offseason by going and getting uh, a Brandon Saad, someone that a lot of people would have wanted. You're seeing what's happening with Tarasenko, which has definitely been a bit of a surprise, but then it is these other moves. Like, the fact that you got Jordan Cairo for 2-8 over 2, Robert Thomas for 2-8 over 2, Sunquist for 2-7 over 2, Barbashev for 2-2-5 over 2, like, those are just such big things at a time when everybody looks at cap space. But really, when you look at this team, it is how they are set up on the blue line that really gives them advantages in terms of having long-term security. Because you look at the fault contract, which I know at times has been a little bit of a discussion point, the crew contract. I mean, you look at Colton Pareko, which, again, you're talking 6'5", 220, maybe 230, can do really kind of everything. And you have guys like that along with Scandella who – they're all under contract for at least three years. You look at what you've done with the Bennington deal. Pavel Buchnevich is another guy. Like, you look at what they've got going on in the system, and that's just it. It's like, this is a team that has found a way to not only be good for now, be good in the interim, and then we look at how they built from within. What makes you think they can't do this going forward? He's Ryan Clark. Check out his work over at The Athletic. He does really good work for The Athletic. Also, give him a follow on Twitter at Ryan underscore S underscore Clark. Ryan, we appreciate the time, man. Enjoy the game tonight, and hopefully we'll talk with you again soon as we get closer to the trade deadline and maybe things start heating up between the Blues and the Kraken. No, absolutely. And at that point, we can all badmouth uh, Jeremy Rutherford and he can't do a thing about it, so it'll be fun for everyone. Oh, we do that all the time, Ryan. So we'll make sure we do that even more with you next time. Fantastic. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate you, you, man. That's Ryan Clark joining us here on 101 ESPN. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today.